Next Sunday, we're going to be doing our Heart for the House offering, and we're excited about it. It is such a time of miracles for us, for businesses, careers, and families. So be praying about that, and uh, you'll hear more about that next Sunday as well. Well, we want to always start out praying for our leaders, as Timothy says to do. So let's pray together uh, right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for our leaders. We pray that the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of you would be upon them, that the eyes of their understanding would be opened. We pray this over our government. We pray this over leaders in health care, over leaders in business, arts and entertainment, Father, education. Father, we pray right now that your wisdom would be upon them. We pray, Father, right now that you would guide them, that you would surround them with the right people. And Father, we declare that any leader that rises up against your people and their freedoms, we take them out in Jesus' name. We ask them to be gone in Jesus' name and bring in the right leaders. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, for our, <clears throat> our American friends, we pray for them right now, guidance and wisdom through this time. We thank you right now, Father, for every country on this planet that we declare and we believe for leaders after your own heart. For leaders, Father, that will follow your will, that will have a heart for people for freedom. We declare this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Most of what we know about government is from a democracy. I love living in a democracy. A democracy is very cool. It is where we all vote and decide who is going to be in leadership. We don't vote them in because we believe they are wiser than everybody else. We vote them in so that freedom will reign and then in every area of our nation wise leadership can rise up family education business and so our government's job is to keep freedom this is not a complete diagnosis of government but it's to remind us that the more you ask them to keep you secure the more you will give up freedoms. And at some point, you no longer have free will. You no longer have freedom of thought, conscience, to move about as you will. Instead, the very government you voted in, you've empowered too much. They determine your way of life rather than create freedom. Today, I want to talk about a kingdom a kingdom is different than a democracy. A kingdom has a king. Did you know that earth is a colony of heaven? It is an outpost of the kingdom of heaven. And it is with the language of heaven, the culture of heaven, the values of heaven, the morals of heaven, the convictions of heaven, the lifestyle of heaven, you have to understand that earth was designed as a colony of heaven. Man was made in the likeness and the image of God. Earth 
was made in the likeness and the image of heaven. Heaven has food, friendship, laughter. It has roads, trees, water. The earth has friendship, roads, trees, water, getting together. When you take a look at heaven and earth, you understand that it's got homes, it's got some form of houses, relationships, etc. So the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, which basically means the same thing. One, the kingdom of God tells you whose kingdom it is that we belong to. And the kingdom of heaven simply is a more accurate term that tells us the resources that are available to us. I want you to understand that the believers today, they live in religion rather than in the kingdom. John the Baptist, when he came, he continued to declare, the kingdom of God is at hand. When Jesus came, he would preach about the kingdom of heaven. In the New Testament, I think it's over 160 times it talks about a kingdom. Now, a kingdom has a king. And that king owns it all. That king is the one who determines how that country goes. To know that Jesus is our king. He is the king of kings. Now, you have to, in order to understand God's word and to function in the miraculous, you have to understand that the earth is a colony of heaven. No wonder when Jesus taught us to pray, and in other portions of Scripture, it talks about His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. The same values, language, culture, morals, convictions, lifestyle. The Bible declares very clearly that you and I in Matthew chapter 16 and Matthew chapter 18, that authority has been given to you and I, that whatsoever we loose and allow is what is allowed on this colony, this outpost. Whatever is stopped or bound is what is to be stopped or bound on this place called earth. And he's given mankind the, the job of having dominion, of running this planet. So when religion comes along, and I hate religion, I'm using it in the negative sense, because it is man-made rules, man-made ideas, it is man-made beliefs that steal real revelation from God's people. And religion says, not yet, not yet, in the sweet by and by. Religion says, not yet, not yet, one day you'll have a mansion. Today it is just a cabin. Not yet, not yet, healing is not ultimately for today. But when you die, you will be healed when you get to heaven. But not yet, not yet, prosperity is, is, a, is not a very good topic and it's something that wrecks Christianity. So not yet, not yet, but one day you'll have streets paved with gold. One day, one whole pearl will be a gate in the new Jerusalem where all of our dreams will be fulfilled. But not yet, not yet. Now we just live in abject poverty, stupidity. Uh, we live underneath 
the world who is wiser than us and smarter than us and they have more power than us and, and, and the world's going to just get badder and darker. And you got to be careful when you use these terms because if you're talking about uh, this world from the kingdom of darkness, yes, it continually gets worse. But the kingdom of light continually gets brighter. Do you know, in the Hebrew, the word for darkness is the same as the word for ignorance. The kingdom of darkness is a kingdom of ignorance. We think because they have degrees that involve the five senses that we have brilliant people. But I have noticed over the years that brilliant people get a brain cramp when they try to read the word in their thinking and the way they look at things. That brilliant people, they just get messed up when they try to read the word of God unless the Holy Spirit begins to show them and reveal to them. I've watched debates by some of the greatest brains on the planet, quote-unquote, who are not born again. They don't have Holy Spirit with them, but they'll argue the Bible, they'll argue theory, and as you listen to them, anyone who is born again and has a basic knowledge of God's Word, you're not even disturbed by it. You kind of go like, man, like I don't know how, like, that's a crazy argument. You, you don't even get it, because the, the kingdom of darkness literally means the kingdom of ignorance. Likewise, in the Hebrew, the word for knowledge is the same as the word for light. So when we talk about a kingdom of light, we're talking about a kingdom of knowledge. We're talking about a kingdom where you have access to a knowledge you cannot reach with your five senses. There is a knowledge. There is an understanding. And by the way, understanding is a strength of the heart. It's not of the mind. The mind simply secures and gathers knowledge. But wisdom is the application of this knowledge, of bringing this knowledge to working in your life. So you and I have to make a decision. And that is, all of us have desires. All of us have desires for things in life. And we judge the Bible. And we want that, but not this. We want to do it our way, not his way. And so the vast majority of believers in today's world, if they die and they are born again, they go to be with Jesus in the place called heaven. But while they are on the planet, rather than living as a citizen of heaven, they live in the culture and the values uh, of this world, this fallen world. And religion comes along and tries to just kind of woo you into this. You will just put up with it. Maybe it's a part of God's plan that you are poor, sick, depressed, unhappy with relationships failing and finances going down. And this is the way that we bring him glory. This is the way that we learn and grow. And so religion has literally destroyed our ability to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven. There is a difference between a citizen and somebody who is a member. When you are the citizen of a country, that country now all its wealth, 
All of its resources are yours. Everywhere you go, you represent your country. Now, you can be a member of a club, you can be a member of some kind of group, but you can't really be a member of our nation. You can come, and most people who come to Canada, and by the way, when you look and see all the other religions and how they start their countries, they all want to get to countries that have Christian banking systems and, and the way they treat women and children and finances, etc. We have to understand that to be a citizen, once you are a citizen of the nation of Canada, they don't take that away. You might lose some rights of, and freedoms if you're going to start hurting people, lying, cheating, stealing. They might lock you up for a while and take away those rights of a citizen. But once you become a citizen of a country, they do not remove, they cannot remove your citizenship. Now, you can give it up and walk away and go be a citizen of another country. But in order for you and I to understand the kingdom of heaven, we need to lose our religious thinking and recognize that when Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And there are two kingdoms on this planet, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. The kingdom of ignorance to the things and the ways of God. And the kingdom of knowledge. My people perish for a lack of this knowledge. What knowledge? The knowledge of God. A knowledge of an unseen realm. The knowledge of a kingdom that you are in that you cannot see. And it's not with observation, but this kingdom is within you. And this kingdom, the Bible says, is literally right Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I pray today as you listen to this message that you make a decision to seek first the kingdom of God. You see, priorities are a big issue. I could teach you the 10 things to do that will make your life strong. And if you do uh, these, you know, item four to seven with such excellence, but you ignore numbers one, two, and three, there is a priority, and your priorities must be looked after. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, it gives us our first priority. It says, seek first, not second, not third. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means his way of doing things. The Bible talks about paths of righteousness. These are paths that you should take. Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified says that these paths are created for you ahead of time. And so one of the keys to you living a life filled with the power of the kingdom of God and you walking on this planet in the blessing and the lifestyle of heaven, in peace and joy, meeting every need, walking in health, that you and I need to understand the kingdom of God. When we understand the kingdom and that it's number one. Now, Here's what it says in the Amplified. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way 
of doing things. Everybody here has their own way of doing things. We all take a little bit of Christianity and then we kind of do it our own way because we don't totally trust God. When you don't trust God to do things his way, you are literally saying to God, I don't trust you. When you say, I don't trust the word on this, or you won't even say that, but you won't obey the word and what the word says to do, then you are an outsider living in a fallen world in your own ability, and you are not enjoying the culture, the lifestyle, the values, the peace, the joy, the righteousness of being in the kingdom now. Not in the kingdom when you die and go to heaven only, but in the kingdom now. This is a crucial thing to understand. If we go and we have a, uh, a colony. You know, when you go back to years ago when Britain and, and France and Spain, they would have colonies. And if you study the different countries around the world, you can find in the middle of Africa a country that speaks French. You can find in another place a country that speaks English, like the Bahamas, because Great Britain, it was a colony. And, and you realize that there was a country that had a colony. They had an outpost. They brought their language. They brought their laws. They brought their food. And people that came from other countries or that were even in that country, they changed their citizenship changed. If they're a part of an outpost, they now become a citizen of that country. But it changes everything in your life. If you gave your life to Jesus Christ, and you are not enjoying being a citizen of heaven, a citizen of the kingdom of God, then you, my friend, have missed something. You are living your life as, and you are a citizen of a kingdom that is not doing anything for you. It's already done it, but you have not learned to access its values, its lifestyle, its protection, all of its resources. Wherever I go as a Canadian citizen, I represent Canada. And they often will talk about whatever countries I'm in. Whenever I do things or don't do things, they'll talk about me as the Canadian. But wherever I go as well, I'm a Canadian, which means Canada looks after me. You don't mess with me. If I enter into a country and I hand them my passport, and that person at that passport, not the passport, but at the uh, airport is looking at me and has been given the authority to stamp my passport, that means that once it is stamped and I enter that country, that country is offering me all the protections and freedoms that it can to keep my way uh, as a Canadian here. Now, I've got to obey their laws in that country as well. But there's a stamp that accepts me. And you have to understand, the more you study kingdoms and citizenship, the more you recognize the Bible is about a country, but it is a kingdom, and this kingdom has a king, and this kingdom has citizens, and these citizens have all the rights and the privileges that go with being a citizen. That is why when people come to Canada, America, uh, you know, England, all these different countries that they want to become a citizen so bad. They don't just want a green card. They don't just want to belong. They want to be a citizen with all the rights and privileges to vote and health care and the police protection or what all else 
goes with being a citizen because once you are a citizen, you are in. I want to challenge you today in this message that I got so many notes about the kingdom that you and I need to understand. But I want you to know that if your life is not enjoying the benefits of being in the kingdom of God, then there's something you're missing. The access to living in the kingdom of God on this planet is your heart. It's not your head. You can try to think things through all you want, but the Bible teaches us guard your heart with all diligence in Proverbs 4 because out of it flow the boundaries of your life. Every country has boundaries where that country uh, exists and has all of its powers and army, etc. Did you know that you as a believer, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, that they are boundaries that you've got to begin to understand, but you have set your boundaries so small that you don't believe you can live in peace. You don't believe that God can change your relationship. So you manipulate and you withdraw and you dominate and you try to make your relationships be what you need for your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your home. And what you don't recognize is that you are violating Holy Spirit's job. It is Holy Spirit that flows in the kingdom of heaven, working and flowing. And you and I need to understand that it is the condition of our heart that determines whether or not the word of God grows in it. You know, it is the condition of your heart, not the word. It's not the seed. The seed is unkillable, Peter teaches us. And in Mark chapter 4, as Jesus is teaching us, and by the way, all of Jesus' parables, some people struggle with them because it doesn't look like it's grace. It's, Jesus' parables are not a, about, in most cases, about how to be born again. Some of them are. But the majority of talking about the kingdom of heaven is how on this planet to walk in health and the miraculous, to walk in a protection Jesus, no one took Jesus' life till he gave it up and said, I freely give my life. He could have called thousands of angels. And Jesus emptied himself of all authority as God, and he came as a man. And so your heart is crucial. You've got to be determined to spend time in God's Word. It begins to touch your heart. Be open to a relationship with Jesus as his presence and his spirit begins to touch you, you will begin to believe things that go against your fearful upbringing of look after yourself. You've got to, no one else will, so you've got to look after yourself. And faith becomes this attacking. You know, in Matthew, I think it's eleven twelve or 12, 11, it talks about they're taking the kingdom of heaven by, with violence. Now, People are, are reading that wrong. It's not saying that you can. It's saying they're trying. The kingdom of God, this kingdom of heaven that you are in here on this planet is a kingdom that operates on faith, and faith is of the heart. The Bible says you can't doubt in your heart. You must believe with your heart. The word faith in the Greek means to trust. It doesn't mean fight. It doesn't mean attack. 
Does it mean be militant and violent? No, it says trust. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, my way of thinking and teaching. And he says, my, my, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. He says, come to me and you'll find rest for your souls. Because people are so hard fighting religion. And they're weary of trying to get results when you don't need to get results. You haven't even learned to enter the kingdom. You haven't learned to enjoy the kingdom. That all of the kingdom principles and rights and privileges are already done. And that your heart is the doorway to that kingdom. And that if you do not deal with heart issues, then you are going to find it really hard. You know, a verse, then we're going to have to move on. It says here in Matthew 3, 1 to 2. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why are those two things put together? Repent. Now, we automatically think of horrible sin. Repent, weep, cry. No, that's not what it's taught. The word repent means to change the way you think, change the way you believe, which will change the way you act. And then Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus preached that the kingdom of heaven was here. And when he died on the cross and gave his life for you and I, as you continually hear me say, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father, these are keys because the kingdom is here. We're not begging and praying, oh, let your kingdom come as though it's not here. No, the kingdom is here. When Jesus was saying thousands of years ago, the kingdom is at hand, he didn't mean, oh, in a couple thousand years. <laughs> no. It was about to, to happen. It's going to be a born again. You and I would once again have the governor of the colony that was there back in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve uh, came against the king and his kingdom and disobeyed. Holy Spirit left their human spirit. And here he's back because of what Jesus did on the cross, paying for your sin taking the curse, dying in your and my place. But what you're going to have to understand is that you will need to repent every day. Leon, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about listing your sins. I'm not talking as though the cross wasn't a finished work. I'm talking about you changing your mind about the way you think, the way you believe, the way you go after things in your life, where it is you, self-centered, self-focused, self-governing, self a self faith that gets up and is going to pick yourself up by your bootstraps until you and I repent of this self-centeredness and believe in the finished work of the cross and in what Jesus has done. Then you will walk in the favor and the blessing of God in an easy and effortless way. And as you go into God's word and you continue to say, God, change me. Help me to know your word. Help me to pick up my cross. What does that mean? It means die daily to your puny thinking. 
We need to die daily to how we got relationships to work, how we got money to work, how we got things to happen. And let's begin to recognize, like it says in Matthew 6.33, it says that we should seek first the kingdom of God and and it says, and his righteousness. And I love the way the Amplified puts it, his way of doing things. Are you weary, tired, worn out? I'm trying to change your relationships, your marriage, your kids, your friendships, your family, your career, your mind. Are you struggling with depression, loneliness, anxiety? Are you always blaming someone else? We always blame the person closest to us in our, as like in a, a marriage or a close friend or if you're a single parent, maybe a child, and we hold them responsible for the way we feel and we don't understand that until you die to your stinking thinking, until you die to your, um, <clears throat> the way you have gotten to where you are, which is repent, change the way you think, change the way you act, the way you live, immerse yourself in God's word, in his teaching, and let's start a life of being able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I don't mean the place called heaven. We'll get there when we die. I mean this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of God as a citizenship with full rights. Miracles are your rights. Healing is your rights and privileges. Jesus has won. Every promise in the Bible is yours and he's qualified you for it. Why are so many people, so many people not entering the kingdom, not enjoying the kingdom life, enjoying it it's not because the word doesn't work. It's not because the cross didn't work. It's because you need to die to your way of doing things and humbly come in daily and begin the change of heart change. Heart is different than your five senses. Father, I pray right now for the presence of Jesus to touch every person that is listening to me. I pray that we would begin to see all through the word that, Father, we are kingdom people. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And I pray that we would begin to think like it, that we would begin to use your ways. I pray that, Father, we would open our hearts to Holy Spirit and say, please change me. Help me to change my thinking. Help me to pick up this cross, to die to my self-centeredness, and to just trust you in faith to lead me, to guide me. Father, I pray this. For those who are watching right now, if you don't know this Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your Lord, only you can make the decision to become a citizen of heaven, a, a child of God. Only you can accept what Jesus did on the cross and say, yes, I accept. I'll lead you in that prayer. Pray this right now. Just say, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. He died in my place. He paid the price for my sin so that I could be a part of your family, that your presence could be alive in me once more. And Father, from today and on, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I'm following him for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. Yes.